0: morning, everyone, it's 2.56, July 16th, 81 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, I don't know what that is in Celsius, I'm sorry, if you're overseas and you're listening to this, I apologize, I think it's, I don't even know, I'm not even going to try. Uh, the reason my voice is a little nasally is because I have two tissues stuck out my nose holes nostrils, sorry um, because I have an allergy attack. I think I've been playing with my cat too much. I'm allergic to him but I love him so and there's no way to escape that. So it's been about six days since my last episode. Um, and today I want to talk about something very interesting. Um, something that happened to me uh, over the last week or so. So, I saw this thing on Instagram while browsing Instagram called Mind Bloom, And it was about... Psychedelic therapy. Now, I wasn't aware that psychedelic therapy was a thing. Because psychedelics are illegal. As far as I'm concerned, I know that LSD is illegal... Um, magic mushrooms are illegal, um, among other hallucinogens, uh, but uh, you know they are allowed in some controlled medical settings to treat uh, to treat depression and certain mood and personality disorders. Uh, apparently, it brings the brain into a balance. Uh, kind of like homeostasis so this particular therapy at this mind bloom place I uh actually set up an appointment for them to give me a call and the lady was very nice she explained everything she answered all my questions and she was super sweet um But, and I asked, you know, what kind of psychedelic they were using, and they said that it was a tablet form of ketamine. Now, for those of you who don't know what ketamine is, ketamine is basically a horse tranquilizer. It's like a very, very strong sedative, but it's also a hallucinogen, Um, and it, it kind of invokes... I mean, I've never done it, so I don't really know. Um, I, I imagine it evokes some sort of euphoria uh, similar to acid or shrooms um, in which, you know, the individual kind of goes through a, a transformation that helps them be more in tune with themselves or fixes their, you know, affixiation of... Uh, being sad or some sort of negative feelings like it is just kind of puts them to the side and makes you run with the earth for a lack of a better way of explaining it and um, ketamine is something that is synthesized in a lab I'm assuming um, I haven't really done my research on it so I can't really give you the brass tacks, or, you know, the real facts, and stuff like that, but I do know it's a hallucinogen, and it's been in use for quite a number of years recently, uh, I believe it's been used as uh, infusions, which means they stick an IV needle inside your arm, um, and, you know, they infuse your blood with the, with the diluted, dr- uh, with the diluted substance, which invokes, you know, feelings of euphoria and kind of engrosses you in, like, a psychedelic state in which someone kind of guides you through the process so you're not tripping alone or you're not in an environment where you feel bad because a bad trip is... It's scary. Um, it's it's horrible. It's uh, something that is just not fun you're in an altered mind state and the biggest you know issue uh when you're in this altered mind state is you believe that you're going to be in it forever which is not true the altered mind state only lasts for about six to eight hours depending on how much you take the potency of the particular hallucinogen and every trip is different um a shroom's trip is different from an acid trip or LSD trip, acid and LSD are the same thing. Um, a ketamine trip, I imagine, is also very different. But those are the three, uh, three hallucinogens that I'm aware of. So that's those are the only three I'm going to talk about. I have read bunch of I have read a bunch of, uh, a bunch of articles uh, regarding acid or LSD and shrooms actually being used. Under a controlled environment by various universities to treat mood disorders, specifically specifically depression, anxiety. Um, in some cases, I think they've also used it on patients with schizophrenia. But I think it. I, I don't think that's true because I, I think it would just invoke a larger, like a more. like worse, like a worse sense of disassociation because I know that schizophrenia patients suffer psychosis which is being out of touch with reality and when you're in this altered state you're obviously out of touch with reality and you have to be in an environment where you know you're going to be safe and you know you're going to be taken care of if something goes wrong. You have to make sure that you're not alone because this is an altered mind state. is something that you should not take lightly. You know, you can't just be walking around. I mean, some people are able to do that. You know, some people my- microdose and they're able to walk around and just live their daily lives. Now, psychedelics are something I've always been interested in. I've always wanted to uh, kind of see where it could take us in the field of psychology. Unfortunately, the U.S. government is extremely ass backwards. It doesn't make sense on a federal level. Marijuana is a Schedule One drug, whereas clonazepam and you know all these synthetic barbiturates and opioid opioids are legal and being used heavily. These are very potentially dangerous drugs and people are using them like it's nothing. Oxycodone is heavily abused. Um, Diazepam, which is Valium, extremely abused, as well as clonazepam, Xanax, everything. Anything that causes any sort of sedative effects is, is abused because it gets rid of the pain. Um, this pain can be anything, you know. It could be emotional pain. It could be physical pain. Anything. Opioids are used to f- treat physical pain, but they are highly addictive. Um, whereas psych, uh, and you know, uh, diazepam and Valium, Xanax, barbiturates. I don't know if they're barbiturates, but they're they're sedatives. They're tranquilizer drugs. They are also very controlled, obviously, and they're also very addictive if you take them over a long period of time, which I do. I take clonazepam every night, and if I don't take it, I will wake up in the morning with a cold sweat. I won't be able to sleep. It sucks, but that's the reality of the situation. Uh, I I have to wean myself off when it finally comes time to kind of quit. And I know it's going to suck, but I got to do what I got to do, you know? But psychedelics are interesting in that you don't get addicted to them. You don't get addicted to acid. You don't get addicted to shrooms. You don't get addicted... I think you do get addicted to ketamine. I'm not too sure. Ketamine I'm not, I'm just going to leave out of this conversation because... I only recently discovered it, and it's the only one that's, like, legal within um, the medical system to use as a therapeutic for mental disorders. However, LSD and shrooms are being used in controlled environments, but they're not legal to use as uh, an active form of therapy for mental disorders. Which something is just something I completely disagree with. I think it has a lot of potential in the field of mental health. I think if a person experiences an acid trip or LSD trip or a shrooms trip, it, it kind of really keeps them in tune with who they are. Obviously, you have to be in the right mind state. You can't be like, you can't break up with your girlfriend and then like, you know, the next day you go trip. You're gonna have a horrible experience. It also depends on how you. approach uncertainty do you approach it with an open mind or do you approach it with anxiety you know it's it's all about kind of preparing yourself almost to be able to take this drug but it is something that has a lot of misconceptions around it people believe that when you take acid or shrooms you see things you hallucinate yes you do Obviously, you do. If you take a lot, obviously, you're going to hallucinate. But when used correctly or when used in moderation, it can have a significant effect on who you become or who you feel that you are. I know that's a little weird to get uh, your head around, but there's no other way to explain it. You become more in tune with... Who you are on the, uh, who you are on the uh, inner part of yourself, so you become more in tune with your inner self, uh, which is something I talked about in the last podcast. But you don't have time to go back to that, so fuck that. I'm not going to go back to it. So, shrooms, I feel, is that is is more of a, a natural sort of hallucinogen. It's something that you can control how much you take. Um, and you use it to kind of become more in touch with nature. It's something that I've been told that, that you know, shrooms is shrooms are very useful, or you know, used better or utilized better when you are surrounded by nature, like when you're camping or something like that. Acid is more of an intense kind of self-realization. You go through peaks and then you come down. You go through peaks again. You come down. And at these peaks, you will either be laughing your ass off. You'll have, or you'll have like a realization. Or you'll go through some sort of change that will drastically change who you are. Obviously, if you're not open to change and you're scared of change, then this drug is not for you. But the misconceptions that surround it, like, oh, if you take acid... You're going to jump out the fucking window. Because you can't tell the window from a door. That's stupid. That's fucking dumb. You should not take any of these drugs. Without the supervision of someone being around you. Even if that person is tripping. You know. Have someone around you to tell you if you're doing something stupid or not. Not just stupid. But something that could potentially make your trip go go the wrong way. So it's important to have the right people it's important to have people that you trust people that you are comfortable with people that won't freak you out because i know a lot of people have friends who are like when you get high it's like oh are you high oh how many fingers am i holding up oh what's three plus four like shut the fuck up dude i'm trying to enjoy this shit like what the fuck is wrong with you there's people out there that are like that and it's usually those people that don't do anything they're like clean slates they're like just people who don't do anything it's just like shut the fuck up let me enjoy this um, but you know those years are behind me obviously i've done acid and shrooms a long time ago i'm not even sure but But it drastically changed who I am as a person. Now, I don't like to disclose a lot of personal information, but this is something that is so integral to who I am as a person and how it changed my worldview. It's just, it's substantial. Um, Having all these trips on LSD and mushrooms really helped me become more in tune with my inner self and really embrace the earth for what it is I know that sounds like really corny and really cliche but that's really all it is when you take it you feel connected everything is connected and you feel that everything is kind of just a part of you you don't feel separate from anyone. There's no color, creed, or race separating you. There's no gender. There's nothing like that. It's just everyone is one. And everyone is just, you realize that everyone's just a collection of atoms. And it just changes your worldview significantly. And it's such a wonderful thing. I think everyone, if they're in the right mind state, should try it. I wish I could use it legally uh, for my bipolar disorder, but it's not something that's legal and I don't want to go through the trouble of acquiring it illegally. I don't have time for that (laughs) and uh, I think it would really interfere with the drugs that I'm taking at the moment, which are CNS drugs, which means central nervous system drugs that affect kind of my mood, everything. Um, And I don't think I'm really in a good mind state to be taking those things. So for me, it's a no-go. But, you know, for you, if you feel that you are getting nothing out of life and you feel that life is not interesting anymore or life is not worth it, or you're just plain bored, take a... Take some shrooms, take take some take a tab of acid, but obviously in the right environment in the right condition. I'm not condoning drug use, but I suggest that if you take this, you will significantly change your worldview and everything around you you'll kind of reevaluate it, not to your whim, but you'll see how everything is connected and you'll kind of use that as a guide to think about certain things. You'll become more open as a person. I don't think it's it's the same for everybody, but that's the beauty of it. It kind of helps you become one with everyone in your own kind of way. It's a beautiful thing. It's amazing and I just don't understand why it's not utilized in psychology nowadays because we really could use it. Ketamine is synthesized in a lab, I believe. Like I said earlier. That's obviously you know, our last last ditch effort to kind of use a psychedelic as a means of therapy for mental disorders, but if we were allowed to use acid or mushrooms by the federal government, I believe a lot of people could be cured of mental illness not necessarily cured but they'll have a better they'll have a better outcome they won't be as depressed or as anxious or as bipolar or as anything but if you have psychotic symptoms obviously taking acid is not taking acid or shrooms is not a good idea because when you take these things you're out of touch with reality so schizophrenia or bipolar 1 when you go through periods of mania where you, where you experience intense psychosis, you should not be taking these drugs because these are drugs that separate you from reality. So if you're in the right mind state, you're more than welcome to take it if you feel like that's you know, something that you have to do. I, for one, think that it's... it's. I'm an advocate for it. I believe that's something that everyone should try at least once in their life. Uh Bad trips are bad, yes, but you always come out learning something. I've had a number of bad trips. I know I, I know that I had a number of bad trips, but it taught me a lot about myself. And it taught me a lot about a lot of things. A lot of things like wrong, what's wrong with the world, uh, what I want out of life, who I am. So they weren't bad in the respect that it's like, oh, I'm going down this rabbit hole and I'm never going to get out. But you go down the rabbit hole and you find what's wrong. So that's what it's like for me, or what it was like. Because obviously I can't do it now. You know, who the hell am I going to get it from? I'm stuck inside. It's not like I have the drive to do it. I don't think I can do it, even if I tried, because all this, all these... Other chemicals that are in my body would definitely interfere with it and fuck me up even more. So, you know, my high school years are behind me and uh, I did what I had to do, not had to do, but what I wanted to do. And I got it all out of my system very quickly. I'm not a partier. I don't like partying. I don't like going to clubs, all that stuff. I like sitting at home watching TV or reading a book or writing. I'm not a crazy fucking party animal not anymore at least but going back to this whole thing about psychology I think acid or LSD any type of hallucinogen is essential to moving the field of psychology forward but obviously big pharma is not going to let us do that because big pharma are the ones who make clodazepam diazepam and all these other fucking opioid drugs that are so addictive Big Pharma would lose out heavy if psychedelics and natural and or natural solutions were to come to market. Independently owned, independently owned dispensaries that give you mushrooms and tabs of acid would put Big Pharma out of business, and Big Pharma is has a lot of lobbyists in Congress, and the government makes a lot of money from Big Pharma, so. I don't see it getting legalized anytime soon. Maybe if there's a big push for it, possibly, but who knows what the future holds? We are all we all fall fall prey to big pharma. Um, I know people who have mental illness are kind of latch onto big pharma because we are forced to we're not, we're forced to kind of rely on them for the drugs that stabilize our moods and stuff. So there's really nothing we can do at the end of this point. It's a fucked situation, but it is what it is. I know that I'm going to get better. I know I'm not going to have to take these drugs for the rest of my life. Maybe just lithium, but I don't want to be taking three fucking pills. I'm 25 years old. I'm taking three pills a day. I'm taking pills three times a day. Like, it's ridiculous. I should not be taking that many pills. I take more pills than my fucking grandma. Like I told you, I say this all the time. I take more pills than my fucking grandma. I take more pills than anybody else in my house combined. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I don't want to get all angsty and shit. I think the reason I have this disorder is because I don't know how many of you out there believe in God or some sort of uh, omnipotent omnipotent force or omniscient force or whatever the hell the hell you say it or you know something that is like God but I believe that I was endowed and I say endowed because I think it's a gift I think me having bipolar disorder it's not really a handicap it's sort of a gift yes I feel shitty all the time but During my periods of mania, I am so productive. During my depressive periods, my creative side comes out. And I'm able to really put myself into the perspective of what I should be grateful for. And what I have and how I can help other people not feel this way. It's made me a very altruistic person and a very empathetic person, I would say. It's it's a gift from... I believe in god so i believe it's a gift from god to kind of show me the pain of those who are less fortunate or who have this mental disorder and stuff like that it's to make me more empathetic as a human being it's to analyze the human condition so i don't ever condemn what i have sometimes yeah i get pissed off and i say why the fuck do i have it like why is it me sometimes i break down and cry about it but It's something out of my control. Um, It's something that I have, and I've come to grips with it. So I'm going to carry on, as should you, because you are loved. You are appreciated, even if you don't think so. You are loved by the earth. You are loved by whoever created you. You You are just... You're here for a reason. There. You can't just be here by coincidence. You are here for a reason. And you can't let something in your head get to you. Because at the end of the day, they're all just thoughts. Thoughts can be diminished. Thoughts can be put away. Thoughts can be gotten rid of. So keep doing you. Work on yourself. Be the best you can be for yourself. Not for others, but no, you are loved, and you should love yourself in return. Even if you feel like you have no friends or whatever, there is someone out there thinking about you. Even if it's not, even if you don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it is, you are loved. You are appreciated, and you are incredible. If there's no one out there that loves you, then I love you. I want you to know that you are not alone. Everyone is fighting the same battle. and We are we should all be here for each other. I know I am. So if you have my number, and you're feeling upset, or you're feeling anxious, or you feel like you can't do anything, you know, you, you can call me anytime. I am here for you. And if you don't have my number, there are a billion resources out there more than a billion probably that you can use to better you better your mental health you can use NYC well if you live in New York City you can use the National suicide hotline which you don't even have to be suicidal to use that you can just feel bad or sad and use it use whatever is around you there's so many free resources with that said, I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you and you are so strong for fighting this battle. I'm with you there every single step of the way. And I hope that you win. I know you're gonna win, actually. Fuck hope, you're gonna win. You have that drive. You need to be determined to win this fight within your own own head. God knows I'm trying, and I know you're trying too. Okay, that was a long fucking podcast episode, I'm sorry. That's been 27 minutes. Anyway, I love you, be safe, be well, and take care of yourself. Bye.